everyone. Welcome to the Roto-Grinders Morning Grind Podcast. I'm your host, Stevie TPFL. It's Tuesday. It is September 15th. It's 2021, and we have 12 baseball games to talk about here on today's slate. I'm joined by Keith Eister. Eyes 819. What's happening, Keith? Not much, man. Uh, recording during the Monday Night Football game here, so just tilting how Derek Carr cannot throw an accurate pass to Darren Waller. <laughs> I played like 40 lineups and have Waller a captain in half of them, so... Um, that's good stuff, but hopefully he gets going here. Yeah, um, I didn't play a lot of uh, the running back Williams. Um, so yeah, Tyson. Yeah. yeah, so I mean, and I went super underweight on Edwards and Rugs. So I mean, I nailed that part, um, but <laughs> not uh, not the other part. So I mean, we'll see how it plays out. Um, I do have a, a couple really good teams going with um hollywood brown captain so waiting to see what happens there um all right let's jump into this baseball slate we got 12 games we're you know closing out the baseball regular season it's just a few weeks away it's crazy to think about um we get started here with chicago cubs philadelphia phillies this game has a nine total the phillies are a 215 favorites um kyle gibson against samson any interest here in Adrian Sampson? Uh, no, tough ballpark for pitching. Not not a very talented pitcher. Tough Philly lineup. Um, price tag's all right, but we've got a lot of a lot of aces on this slate. Uh, don't think you need to do it. Kyle Gibson on the other side. And by the way, I agree with you. Um, Eighty one hundred, a huge favorite here. But I think the team is more of a favorite than Kyle Gibson is a favorite. Uh, any interest here in Gibson at eighty one hundred? Yeah, um, I do have some interest. Obviously, high strikeout Cubs lineup. Um, don't love the ballpark for him. And he's not a huge strikeout pitcher himself, but I think he has a little extra upside added here with this Cubs team. So uh, very fair price tag at 8,100. I think he makes a lot of sense as like a cash game SP2 pitcher uh, if you can't afford to get up to two of the aces. But um, I, I have some interest because I think there's a little added upside here. Yeah, I mean... I think he's okay. This lineup stinks. Um, there's plenty of strikeouts in this lineup. The ballpark scares me. I mean, I'm not going to sit here and go, oh, I love him. Well, I don't. Um, I think he's okay. If he was 7,100, I have a lot more, like, interest. And I mean, that $1,000 goes a long way. Um, all right, let's talk bats here. Anything standing out to you for the Cubs? Uh, I'd just be looking for home runs, I guess, against Gibson. I, w- I will not full stack them. Um, so give me a wisdom one-off or even Schwindel is cheap. It takes up a first base slot, so that's not ideal, but uh, he's shown some pop here. Uh, Ortega, if you want to pay up at, at catcher, Contreras is in play. Yeah, I mean, wisdom's always the guy that I have the most interest in. Gibson, you know, he's a guy that does, you know, you want the righty power bats against him typically. Um, on the Philly side of things against Sampson, I mean, Harper's expensive, but I really like this spot for him. I think Philly is a team that I'm more likely to, you know, like secondary stack than like full stack, but I do think they're somewhat interesting. Yeah, I, I have interest too, especially Harper. Harper is, I mean, if, if you don't want to stack him, I think he's one of the better one-off plays on the slate even with that price tag having a great season. Um, Yeah. Just some of the other 
uh, pieces of the stack are have weird pricing. Like Oduble Herrera, forty nine hundred. I'm not doing that. Segura is <laughs> at forty nine hundred. Like what? The pricing on these guys is just it's it's not really necessary. There, there's a lot of good offenses, a lot of good spots on this slate. Uh, so some of these pricing on Philly, I don't think they make sense as a stack. All right, we got Miami at Washington. Um, Lazardo against Fetty. This game doesn't currently have a total. Um, any interest here in Lazardo? Man, this guy showed so much talent in the minors, splashed it with Oakland, and he's done it a couple of times in his handful of starts here with Miami, but very inconsistent. I think if you're if you're looking for a, a cheap value pitcher, he makes sense in this spot. Um, obviously, we'll talk about the guy on the other side too, but a little bit more strikeout upside for Luzardo. I think Washington, obviously not a great lineup outside of Soto. Uh, Bell has a little bit of pop there too, but I could see Luzardo getting it done here. So I'm going to try to pay up for pitching, I think, on this slate as much as I can. If I'm looking cheap, Luzardo could make some sense. Yeah, I mean, I think he's okay. The problem with Washington, you know, just in general with, when they're facing left-handed pitching, they don't strike out a ton um, against left-handed pitching. So, I mean, I went all in on Alcantara yesterday, um, and it worked out beautifully. I wish they would have let him throw the ninth so we could have got that complete game shutout. Um, but I think I think this is a spot I'm probably going to stay away from Lazardo. I completely understand why you'd have interest at this price uh, Eric fed on the other side of this game, 18% K rates. Um, I mean, the Miami lineup strikes out at a very high clip. And I mean, I just, this is guy is just not a big strikeout guy. So, I mean, maybe, maybe like Espino, what did he have? He had, I think he ended with six and he only allowed one run, a couple hits. Uh, I think it was like five or six. I mean, at this price, maybe at 6,900. Yeah, I, I have interest here. And just because I think when you're when you're trying to fit like a really expensive stack in it, some of the pitching, uh, like the mid-range isn't great. So I think going down to this price at 6,900 for Fetty, uh, like I, I'm with you. I don't love the upside, but kind of like Gibson, he's facing a lineup that offers strikeout upside. So I think he can post a, a fairly decent number where he could get you there. I mean, I would rather play Eric Fetty than Lazardo. Yeah, I agree. Because I, I think the strikeouts are – I mean, you're looking at a 29% K rate for this offense compared to like a 19%. So I think if I'm going to choose out of the two, it would be Eric Fetty. Um, let's talk by me bats. On teams that I'm not playing Fetty, I mean, Chisholm I think is okay. Sanchez 3.2 K should bat in the heart of this lineup. We know he has some pop. Um, he's been crushing the ball recently. I mean, those would be the two guys that I'm looking at and it's more of like one offs or maybe even like a two man, but I'm not going crazy and saying, I'm going to stack the Marlins on a 12 game slate. <laughs> right. Um, I mean, they do get a big ballpark upgrade going into Washington. Um, I do. I, I really like that price on San Sanchez. Good call there, but yeah, there's just not enough talent to like full stack them. And there's some really good offenses and really good spots today. So for the Marlins to be relevant outside of like one or two pieces, I don't think that happens there. And then on the Washington side, I mean, I don't think I want to play one Soto at 5,800 lefty lefty. Um, 
He's been hitting the ball really well here recently, but I think overall I'm probably going to stay away from the Washington side of this game. I mean, they're not going to go out there and strike out a ton, and I think that's good. Lazardo does struggle against righties, so maybe you take shots on a guy like Thomas batting leadoff, 482 Woba against left-handed pitching this season. But, again, it's more of like one-offs on just these cheap guys. Like Lance Thomas is 2,900. We want some of these top-end pitchers. So, I mean, that's what I'd be looking at here. Yeah, you can use um, some value. And if you want to throw two or three of them in there as a secondary stack to help you fit some pitching, that makes sense. Luzardo has massive control issues. Um, so if you string a couple of guys on with a walk uh, and then you get your other guy to drive them in, I mean, I could see a secondary stack, stack making some sense. All right, up next, we got the Yankees and the Orioles. Uh, nine total in this game. The Yankees are anywhere from a minus 300 to a minus 365, depending on which book you're looking at. Garrett Cole um, and Alexander Wells pitching in this game. I mean, it's a is it a ballpark downgrade? I mean, they're both not great ballparks for pitching, but Garrett Cole gets the strikeout-heavy Baltimore lineup here. Um, we just got done saying we want to play some of these top-end pitchers. He's one of those guys. Um, I know he's coming off of a terrible start against Toronto. This is an amazing bounce back spot for him. Yeah, completely agree. Um, Going to have a ton of exposure to Cole. Uh, just an awesome spot against this lineup. I, I mean, with, with his talent, I don't care what he did in his last start. Just look back two starts before that, he struck out 15. So um, definitely not, not concerned about recent results with him. Uh, just way too talented in a great matchup against a bad lineup. Yep. I mean, I agree hundred uh, percent. That's the biggest thing here. Um, Wells. I mean, it's, <laughs> I just, I mean, I can't do it. Alexander Wells, a lefty going up against all these righties. I mean, small sample sizes is kind of told us that he leans to be more of a fly ball pitcher. Um, no. <laughs> yeah, agree. Just no. No. <laughs> Going to be some home runs here. That's going to be a pass for me, Keith. Um, I mean, the Yankees bats, I think they're in an amazing spot here. Judge, Stanton, even Gallo, lefty, lefty. LeMahieu batting leadoff there. Um, if Higgs catches, he has great numbers against lefties this season. If Luke Voigt cracks the lineup, he has good numbers against lefties throughout his career. I mean, the Yankees are definitely a top-end stack today. Yep, absolutely one of the top stacks on the board. Um, I mean, just so this is a big matchup problem for Wells, right? I mean, all the right-handed power hitters. If Gallo isn't going to get played lefty-lefty, I absolutely love that spot for him. Um, he's shown he can hit home runs off lefties before. The Baltimore bullpen is terrible, so I don't think Wells sticks around very long in this game. Um, if Gallo is showing lower, lower ownership, he's going to be like my favorite play on the slate. Uh, Glaber Torres is another guy like this dude has like half his career production against Baltimore. So I don't know if that's an anomaly or not, but he's shown in the past that he likes hitting in this ballpark. I mean, ballpark aside, it's just, it's a righty with some power against the lefty. I mean, I'd be shocked if Wells makes that a third inning in this game. Yeah. Agree. Uh, any interest in the Baltimore bats? Uh, not playing Baltimore against Cole on a, on a big slate. Yeah, I mean, if you are YOLOing a large field tournament and want to target like a home run, um, I mean, I think that's the only that's the only way I think you could do it. Yeah. Um, Tampa Bay at 
Toronto. Nine total in this game. The Blue Jays, a 130 favorite. We got uh, Rasmussen against Berrios. Any interest here in Rasmussen? Um, no, I just not really the spot for him against this Toronto lineup. Um, pitch count is, is a concern. Uh, he's averaging around like 70 pitches. Just never gets deep enough into the ball game in a really bad matchup. Uh, so I'm out on him. Yeah, I'm out for sure. Barrios on the other side of this game. I mean, we just watched Alec Manoa throw a gem against this Tampa offense. I mean, I, I think he has to be in consideration on the slate, just knowing the like potential strikeout upside. Yeah, I agree with you. And Barrios has been really good recently. And and even since he came over to Toronto, like he just seemed to take a little bit of a, a next step. Um I think he's going to come at low ownership on this slate. I mean, with Cole, some of the other aces here, he could just kind of be a guy that gets forgot gets forgotten about. He has one of the tougher matchups for the higher end of the range in pitching. Like Tampa Bay is a good good lineup, um, but there's some strikeout upside there. So I think Barrios comes in low owned. I think you can take some shots. Um, I mean the Tampa Bats. I definitely. I mean. Even like Brandon Lau is like banged up right now too. Um, I just I don't see myself using Tampa in this game against Barrios. Yeah, I don't have much interest either. Um, I'm some talented guys here, but uh, Barrios is a good pitcher. Yeah, not much interest. I mean, Toronto keeps hitting, and they just keep hitting, and then they keep hitting again, and then they hit some more. Um, I mean, they have to be – they're like one of those teams where, like, you almost have to stack them every slate right now. Um, they're just – they're hitting so well. Gary Elk continues to be, like, low-owned every slate. Really like him, but, I mean, I love the Blue Jays in this spot. I think you just – like I said, I think you keep playing them until they cool down. Yeah, I mean, how how good is Vlad? Um, if it weren't <laughs> for Otani, I mean, he's running away with the MVP. But, I mean – I don't, I'm not even sure how many first place votes he's going to get just because of what Otani's doing. But yeah, just unbelievable season for him. Love the guy. Um, I don't, this, this is a tough spot. Uh, Rasmussen has some talent and the Tampa Bay bullpen is good, but I cannot argue with what you said. Their, their recent results have been outstanding. So um, certainly can't fault you for, for wanting to stack them up. Uh, I mean, whether you believe in hot streaks or not, and that's fine. Everybody has their own opinion. I'm not going to sit here and try to sell you either way. This team's rolling right now. Um, just, I mean, they're rolling right now. So Yeah, for sure. All right, we got St. Louis going into New York facing the Mets. This game has an eight and a half total. Um, Mets a 155 favorites. We got Woodford against Stroman. Any interest here in Jake Woodford? Low price tag, 5900 but um, I think I would rather play Fetty over him if I'm looking for a cheap guy, unless you really need that extra salary. But um, just just not a lot of strikeout upside here either. Um, no, I don't really have much interest. I think when you're looking at it, it's just like, what do we think the pitch count is going to be? I mean, I think that is the – Biggest thing, um, just in general here, is just like, what do we really think the pitch count is going to be? Um, and that's what I struggle with, I think, the most here is just trying to 
figure out if it's going to be 60 or if it's going to be 90. I think at his price, if you want to take shots in large field tournaments and you hope you get that five inning ceiling 85 to 90 pitch game and he pitches really well, I mean, I could see that him getting 20 fantasy points at 5,900 is fantastic. So um, he's in play. He's he's there with like Fetty and and like he's another guy that I think I'd play over Lizardo. I mean, just kind of ranking guys in that range. Um, Stroman on the other side of this game, any interest in him? Just a really good real life pitcher. The problem, I mean, he's sitting at 9,300. So it's not that much to, to get up to even like Cole or Barrios, who we just talked about. Um, big price tag. And I really worry about the strikeout upside here. Uh, St. Louis isn't an offense that scare me, but they don't strike out very much. And Stroman, obviously not a high strikeout pitcher himself. So on this slate, I don't think that price tag makes sense. Uh, you would need a lot of guys ahead of him to fail uh, for him to get you there. Yeah, I mean, this dude is an elite ground ball pitcher, um, especially against right easy limits damage. He has enough of a strikeout upside facing a very right-handed heavy offense. I think he's in play. I just don't know if he has the ceiling as some of these other guys. Um, I don't yeah, know. I mean, if, if you wanted to use him in cash games, I'm, I'm be all for that. I think this is a, a fairly safe spot for him. Um, it's just the tournament upside that I worry about. Um, yeah, I mean, it'd be, it's just, yeah, you look at it and it's like, I mean, he's in this range where you got Eovaldi, who we'll talk about in a minute. I, I really like him. We already talked about Barrios. You got Frankie Montas faced in Kansas City, and we know like his, like his overall upside. And then like we talked about Garrett Cole, and he's like he's in a kind of a price range by himself because I don't I don't think Lucas Giolito is gonna have like a really long leash in this game. Um we'll have to see. But, I mean, that's my biggest problem with Stroman. I'm not going to stack against him. Probably not going to play a hitter against him. But it's just, does he have the ceiling as some of these other guys in this price range? And that's kind of where I'm iffy on him. I think he throws a really good real-life baseball game, maybe scores 22 to 25 fantasy points. I just don't know if that's going to be enough in this spot on this slate. Yeah, I'm, I'm completely with you. I think you've laid that out very nicely. Um, like, this is a spot where I could see Stroman going seven innings and and not giving up a run and just still not getting there because he only strikes out five or six. Um, agree. Completely respect the talent, but tough price tag. Um, yeah, just you said it all. Yeah, I mean, on the St. Louis Bats, uh, like I said, I really don't have any interest here because Stroman's a really good ground ball pitcher. If I was going to play anybody, it'd be Nolan Arenado. He's a big fly ball hitter, um, and that would be really the only guy that I'd have interest in here. Yeah, I'm not going to play anybody against Stroman. And then as far as the Mets go, I mean, I think you could take maybe a couple shots here against Woodford, um, maybe looking at, like, Lindor. I, I mean, <laughs> what a what a uh, subway series for him the other night when he hit three home runs and I mean the benches it was it was crazy <laughs> but I mean you can always take shots on Pete Alonso Conforto has moved back up towards the top of the order um, and he's cheap so I mean I could see this as like a secondary stack yeah I don't mind a secondary stack I, I prefer it as a home run hunting spot I think um, yeah Alonso at the top of that list Baez can hit you one um, yeah main, mainly just 
looking for a power bat here. All right. Um, Colorado at Atlanta. That is where we head next. We got um, a nine total in this game, and the Braves are a 170 favorite. John Gray against Tuki Toussaint. Uh, any interest here in John Gray? Um, no, not just too tough of a matchup against Atlanta. Um, the strikeout stuff has come back a little bit for him. He's had, he's actually put together a pretty decent season, but not the spot for him here against Atlanta. I don't think. Yeah. I mean, it's actually like he's figured out how to pitch in course. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I, I feel like he's changed his pitching set to pitch better in course. Um, I'm not going to play him at 8,300 here going up against Atlanta. Tuki Toussaint on the other side of this game. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't <laughs> know. I definitely want to see. I, I will say this. I definitely want to see who the umpire is in this game. Uh, because if Tuki Toussaint can get a good umpire, I might have a little bit more interest in this spot because the strikeouts are up. The upside's there against Colorado, especially when they're outside of cores. It's just this guy has been struggling a little bit with command and like, I mean, I want to see who the umpire is when I'm talking about a guy that's struggling with command. Yeah, I mean, what you said there is I, I don't know. Um, I, when I first opened it up and saw his price, I'm like, oh, well, Tukey is going to grab some ownership here in this spot at 7,300. But then you dig into his results a little bit. The, the command has been all over the place. And, and even the strikeouts haven't been there like I would expect them to be. Like, this is a guy with really good stuff, and the strikeout rate is sitting around 22%, which is – Nothing elite about that. Um, so he's a guy I really want to like. I love the spot against Colorado. Um, but, yeah, the, the recent results just have not been great. All right. Um, bats in this game. Anything on the Rockies? Um, yeah, I mean, you could look at Blackman McMahon. The problem is that they're priced up still. Like, when after they come out of course, like, they still have – it takes a minute for their prices to adjust. So they're all really expensive. Um, that I would have some interest in a stack because of Tucson's control issues if they weren't so priced up, but uh, probably going to limit it to just looking for a home run. Like McMahon would be my favorite play. I mean, if you want to get crazy and you're running 150, I don't hate the idea of rolling out a stack because if he's off and his command is still struggling, a stack would definitely be enough in this spot um and then on the atlanta side i mean i always like free front freddy um duvall is in play solaire is at 4k again i know it's righty righty but i mean solaire has power against anybody yeah um i just i don't know gray gray seems like somebody that's taken a, that's figured something out here this season um i don't think i want to attack it even though i, I mean i love the atlanta offense i think they they have a ton of talent but not one of my favorite spots um, Austin Riley's put together a great season. I don't think anybody's going to play him at 5,600. So as a lone tournament one off, I don't mind him. Uh, but yeah, then Solaire for a home run and you can always play Freeman. But yeah, I don't have any interest in a stack, but you can pick, pick a power bat. Um, I mean, I mean, the Braves just the ceiling of the Braves offense is a, a ceiling that can win you a 12 game slate. I mean, that's why I think that, like, they're just – they're an interesting stack overall. But I completely understand what you're saying. If I mean, if Gray doesn't – He's been pitching it, better. <laughs> he has, but 
But if they get into that Colorado bullpen, then, I mean, that's where Atlanta is going to find their upside because the Colorado pen is, is not very good. So, um, yeah, definitely don't wouldn't want to talk you off of them if you like them. I just, I don't know. I have a little bit of respect for Gray. All right, moving on. We got Houston at Texas in this one. Uh, sounds like Zach Greinke is going to pitch in this game. Um, coming back from COVID, I don't think he's pitched since the end of last month, so about 14, 15 days, if my quick math is right. looks like 14 days, uh, maybe 15 days. Jordan Lyles um, on the other side here. No total for this game. Uh, any interest here in Zach Greinke? Just a pitcher very much in that Stroman mold. Uh, he's at 8,700. Very good spot against Texas here. Maybe they offer a little bit of extra strikeout upside, but I still have a hard time, especially just coming back off the COVID IL, um, getting to Grinky here. I, I just, even with the the nice matchup, I don't love the upside. I mean, and Houston is like six and a half up on um, on Seattle and on Oakland. I, I wouldn't be shocked if they're super careful here with Zach Grinky not pitching. Coming back from COVID, um, I mean, it's a good matchup. Don't get me wrong against Texas. He definitely could pitch really well. But, I mean, this team just rocked him right before he went on the COVID list anyway. So, I, I think they could potentially be careful with Granky. And this is the fifth time he's faced this team this year. Like, it's crazy. Uh, Jordan Lyles, it's a righty against Houston. I mean, I know he's pitched well in his last couple of games, but he faced Arizona and Colorado. Um, I mean, I'm not going to look too much into that. I think this is a spot I'm going to fade him too. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm completely fading him. Houston's one of the toughest matchups with their combination of power and patience. Like just just a really brutal lineup to face. No interest. Um, let's talk bats here. I mean, I stacked Houston. They got off to a really hot start. Um, it worked out pretty well. What are your thoughts here when it looks when you're looking at Houston? Yeah, I, I do like Houston quite a bit here. Um, Lyles is like just an average guy, just not big strikeout stuff. Mentioned all the power on Houston. So, um, I think this is a stack that can get there. Um, pricing is, is kind of up on them compared to where it's been at sometimes this season, but I, I think this is a good spot for him against Lyle. So, uh, Alvarez jumps off the page is a great play. Tucker is one of those guys that I mentioned that's priced up. He's 4,900. Usually you can get him high threes, low fours, but uh, had a great season. Don't mind him at all. Uh, Correa, very fairly priced. Altuve, very, very fairly priced. Um, and then Brantley's down there as well. So, I, yeah, I, I like the Houston stack here. I'm not scared of Wilds as a pitcher. Um, just got some interest. Uh, yeah, I'm going right back to well in Houston. Um like I said, really liked them yesterday, stacked them, and um, I, I think this is a spot you could definitely look at them. Um, the Texas side against Grinky, probably not going to go there. Agree completely out. Just no interest in a stack because of Grinky's control, and uh, I mean, just not enough talent in the Texas lineup, uh, and not a lot of power to even look for either. So I'm uh, not interested in. And Garcia, even at 4,800, that's that's too much against Grinky. All right, we got the Angels and the White Sox. No total in this game. Noddington against Giolito. Um, any interest here in Packy Noddington? 
no, uh, this is, this is going to be a rough night for Mr. Packy here. Um, the White Sox set up really well against lefties. So no, thank you. Yeah. It was nice to see them kind of increase his pitches last time out. 72 pitches pitch well against San Diego in that game. Don't think that's going to be the case here. Um, and then Giolito, I mean, it's a hamstring injury. They're very hopeful that he'll pitch. Um, I mean, they said he threw max effort in a bullpen session and should be ready to go. I just, I mean, they're already like on the low end of 90s instead of like the low end of 100 on him. I just, I love the matchup. I love the matchup. The Angels stink. This lineup stinks. If Lucas Giolito is going to be low owned, I'll take him at 90 pitches. But I think overall, this is going to be a spot that I'm going to be underweight on. I Yeah, I think he he does come in low owned with Cole on the slate too. Like nobody's going to play Giolito over Cole. Um, so I don't know. It, it's a really hard because the, the White Sox have such a big lead. Like they just don't need to push him here. Um. I, I wanted to have interest because I think he's an outstanding tournament play. If he's, if he gets up to 90, 95 pitches, um, I, I'm with you. I love, love the matchup, uh, but it, it's hard to justify with Cole sitting right there. Um, but for that reason, I think he comes low on ultimately yeah, I mean, I'm probably often too, but yeah. The white Sox are not catching the race. I mean, for the top team in the AL, I mean, it's as simple as that. And they're, they're 12 games up on the Indians. They are cruising to the playoffs just trying to keep everybody healthy. Um, and I think that's just something that you got to remember here when you're looking at Giolito is I think like 85 is more likely than 105 for any of the White Sox pitchers down the stretch. Yeah, I agree with you, unfortunately. Wish I wish we could play him here, but uh, yeah, I don't see it. They're, I'm not playing I'm any just, Angels bats. I can tell you that. <laughs> yeah. I, mean, I don't even think I'd play Otani. I know, but he's 6,400 going up against Giolito. That's a lot. Agree. Yeah. He's the only one that would be in consideration. I mean, the White Sox side of things, um, they're going to get Tim Anderson back for this game, which is huge. I mean, Jose Abreu, Jimenez, these guys are ridiculously cheap. They're going to yeah, be really popular on. on this slate. It doesn't make any sense. Completely agree. They're going to be the highest owned, I think, despite like the great spot the Yankees are in. Um, Boston's in a good spot. Like there, there's some really good offenses, and I still think out of all of them, uh, because of the pricing, the White Sox end up pretty chalky here. Um, I mean, Eloy Jimenez against a lefty at 3,700. Come on, like that's the best play on the slate. Um, Abreu is way too cheap at 4,200. Uh, Robert 4,400. Like these prices are, are just ridiculous. These guys should be over 5K. Man, I mean, they're going to be so chalky at these prices that, I mean, being underweight might be crazy, but it might be the way to attack this spot. I don't know. It's tough to say. All right, we got Oakland at Kansas City, nine total in this game. The Athletics are a 165 favorites. Uh, This is a game that has some potential weather. We'll have to kind of see what Roth has to say. I think it was the only one that I noticed um, any kind of weather concerns before we got started. It's Montas against Cower. Um, any interest here in Frankie Montas? I think he's a phenomenal play if the weather holds up. Um, Kansas City's not an offense I'm 
really afraid of. Uh, this guy with almost a 27% strikeout rate on the season. He's been, been really good. Got the walks under control a little bit. 7% walk rate on the season. Um, no, good ballpark in Kansas City for pitching. So, yeah, I, I like Frankie a lot in this spot. Hope the weather holds up. I, I mean, it's going to be tough to get him and Cole in the lineup. So I think the ownership on him is fine, uh, and he ends up a great tournament player. He might have the longest leash of anybody on the slate. Oakland is battling right now. They need to win every single game down the stretch. Um, so, I mean, if he's pitching well, 105 to 110 pitches, I don't think is crazy. So I think he has he has the ceiling to compete with Garrett Cole because of the potential pitch count. Um, I mean, this guy – Recently, I think went to 109 in that game against the Angels. Um, so, I mean, Montas is definitely in play here. On the other side, Jackson Cower. I mean, he's shown a little bit of strikeout side upside. I don't think he's the craziest play, but it's more of just he's 5K and he he like I said, he's shown a little bit of like ability to strike people out. Yeah, I mean, this is he's a decent prospect. He's got good stuff. Um, I don't like the matchup against Oakland, just another patient, powerful team. Um, but I mean, if, if you're doing it to make everything fit in a lineup where he's more of like a punt and you're not playing him for like just a massive game, but to, to make the rest of your lineup work, it could make some sense, but uh, it's a tough spot for him. So I won't have a ton. Um, I mean, Chapman's potentially not going to be in the lineup. Um, I mean, the lineup might not be 100%, so that kind of helps him. Uh, any interest here in the Oakland Bats? I think you can play Oakland, too. Um, just a young pitcher, never know what you're going to get out of him. It's been inconsistent in his handful of big league starts so far. So um, if he comes out there and, and just doesn't have it, it's a spot where he could – he could get blown up here. So uh, I do have some interest in Oakland. Um, any interest in Kansas City here? Uh, I prefer the Monta side much more. Um, they do have some nice pricing. Uh, Benintendi is still really, really cheap for some reason. Uh, Nicky Lopez has been hitting the ball a little bit. He's really cheap. Uh, probably not somebody I'm going to full stack, but um, just maybe a couple of value bats would be the only thing I'm looking at. All right, we got San Diego at San Francisco. Arietta against um, Descafani in this one. I can't believe the Padres are pushing for the playoffs and Jake Arietta is starting games for them. <laughs> anyway, eight and a half total. The Giants are a 160 favorites. Um, any interest here in Jake Arietta? Um, DK begging us to play him at this $5,200 price tag, but uh, it might be too much. He- I think it is too much here against the San Francisco offense. So uh, I, I can't do it. Yeah. I mean, uh, I, I don't know if I'd even play him if they give me the free spot here. Um, you know, and like I talked about it yesterday, you know, Will and I were talking about it. We were like, you know, this is a spot that stacks San Francisco against Darvish and nobody's going to play them. They were super low owned. And they crushed him in the first inning. He allowed two home runs. He gave up five runs in the first. And, like, they're just low-owned. I mean, they're not going to be low-owned today. Uh, I mean, this is a great spot to go back to the well on the Giants. Um, And we'll talk about that in a second. But the other side of this game, Descafani going up against San Diego. 
Um, I mean, San Diego is so hit or miss right now, but I think Descafani at 8,500 might be a little too much for the matchup. Yeah, he's just a guy that's too inconsistent for me. I, I never like playing Descafani. Um, like you said, San Diego has shown some inconsistency too. Um, yeah, I I don't know. I think it's a fair enough price tag where if San Diego struggles again, he could find a, a good start. But I'm probably not going to do it. He's just not a pitcher I like to target generally. And he, he's been inconsistent for me. Um, let's talk bats here. Any interest in the San Diego bats? Um, yeah, I mean, again, we're just, we're talking about that inconsistency. This was a team that was looking like the best offense in baseball for a good portion of the season, but Tatis has dealt with shoulder issues. Um, and just the rest of the guys have been kind of up and down. So, um, I'll, I'll probably have a stack or two of them. Um, but not, not one of my favorite spots to, to target, but uh, I don't know. It's, it's tough with that. The price tag on Tatis and his inconsistency. Um, I think like and even Cronenworth has been banged up here. So uh, I don't know. I'm talking myself kind of out of them, I guess. Uh, I was going to say, I don't <laughs> know. it's going to be a spot that I'm probably going to stay away from. Yeah. And by probably, Plus, I mean, I'm going to stay away from <laughs> Um, on the San Francisco side, I love the Giants today. I mean, Jake Arietta is just nothing like he used to be, and he just he doesn't strike people out. He doesn't generate ground balls anymore. He gives up a ton of hard contact. This is a spot where the Giants could be off to the races early again uh, because I mean, the Giants still want to win every game too. Like they're. They're in a mode where they're trying to win every game. They're leading the NL right now and wins. Like they want to win every game right now. They're nine and one over the last 10 games. They're rolling right now. Yep. I, I agree with you. Um, I think there's a ton of upside here with this stack. Um, Arietta just doesn't have it anymore. Uh, San Francisco has been a great offense all season. So uh, Crawford is uh, love his, I mean, he, he's 4,900. That might keep his ownership down a little bit, uh, but I love this spot for him. I think Belt is one of the top players as well at just 4,400. Uh, Bryant and Posey, Yastrzemski all make a very nice stack. Even Longoria is cheap. So, yeah, I think you can stack them up a couple of different ways um, against a not very good pitcher. Love them here in the spot. Yeah, I mean, I, just people keep calling this team a fluke, and this team is really good. Uh, they're just – they're really good. It's no fluke. This team's good. Um yeah moving on arizona at la taking on the dodgers uh luke weaver against gonzalez in this one eight and a half total and the dodgers are a 255 favorites any interest here in luke weaver nine thousand dollars against the dodgers no chance i'm playing luke weaver in this spot like that price tag is insane yeah, sorry I got sidetracked. I was looking at and seeing what the Dodgers were doing tonight, and they had a good first inning. So, um, Gonzalez on the other side, seventy nine hundred. I mean, it's it's been the same case for me the whole season with him, but I just don't think he's going to pitch deep enough into the game. Right. It, he just they don't let him go deep, and he struggles with control. His walk rate is like sky high. So even though he has limited pitches, and then he walks too many people to even make do with the, the small amount of pitches that he has. So 
I love you love the strikeout upside, but I don't think he, that you can play him. Um, if he was in that same price as like Lizardo and, and Fetty, maybe we'd have some interest, but uh, he's he's too highly priced um, for that pitch count. Um, I'm not gonna run out and play Arizona bats. I do think Kettle Marte is way too cheap on this slate. If you want to use him as a one off, um, I, I don't mind that at all. I like that call. Um, yeah, that, he's really the only one I'd have interest in because Gonsolin, I think, is a talented pitcher. He doesn't, uh, he has big strikeout stuff. So it really, it's just a bunch of walks that get him usually. Um, I like Marte. I guess Rojas has a fair price too if you want to use him, but not much outside of that. Luke Weaver allows a lot of hard contact at both sides of the plate. I mean, low owned Dodgers stack to bring home the night sounds good to me. Yeah, uh, totally with you there. Uh, I do think they're going to be low on because of some of the other spots, like the Yankees and the White Sox that we talked about. Uh, still got Boston left to go. I think the Dodgers come in low owned here, and I think it's a really good spot for them. Uh, yeah, that's it. Arizona's bull- bullpen is terrible, too. All right, we got Boston at Seattle. Nathan Eovaldi going up against Tyler Anderson. This game has an eight total. The Red Sox are one thirty-five favorites. Um, any interest here in Nathan Eovaldi? Man, this dude has had an outstanding season. Twenty-five um, percent strikeout rate, walk rate all the way down four point four percent. So uh, he should pitch deep into this game against the weak, weak Seattle team. Um, the price tag is hefty on him, but I think uh, he can pay it off with this matchup and uh, the strikeout stuff that he's shown this year. So, uh, uh, yeah, I have a lot of interest in Eovaldi. Yeah, I mean, we did the podcast the night before, um, and he was supposed to be the starter. And, I mean, we do this as a first look. Sometimes um, stuff changes, and it happens from time to time. But, I mean, Eovaldi was one of my favorite pitchers I was going to pitch yesterday. Just take everything that I said yesterday about Nathan Eovaldi and um, put it in this spot. I absolutely loved him today. Um, Tyler Anderson on the other side of this game, it's a pass for me. Um, the Red Sox have enough right-handed power bats to to give Anderson a fit in this spot. I agree. I'm, I'm out on Anderson completely. I like the Boston side of this much more. Yeah, Anderson, not a big strikeout guy. Fly balls, hard contacts, righties. He's going to get a bunch of them here. He's going to Kiki, Xander Bogarts is back, J.D. Martinez, Hunter Renfro. The Red Sox are getting healthy, and they have a lot of good right-handed bats. Yep, absolutely. And, I I mean, Devers, lefty-lefty, you're going to get at much lower ownership. It's a great way to differentiate your stack. Um, I've done it a couple of times this year, and he's come through. Uh, he either just gets a hold of one against the lefty or you just bank on the, the couple of bat, bats against the bullpen where he gets you there. So love Devers to differentiate the stack too. Um, Seattle. I mean, you can always take shots on he, he Hanniger and Seager, but that's really it. Yeah. I'm, I'm not really interested. Evaldi has been too good. Uh, phenomenal control. Uh, no interest for me. And all right, let's play the morning grind game. That was it. That was the last game. I thought there was one more game for some reason, but that's the last game. Under 8K to get six or more strikeouts today. Who do you got? All right. Uh, I'm going to take a shot on Tuki Dusan. I'm, I'm probably going to end up playing him. I just I believe he's a talented pitcher. <laughs> the results haven't been great. Um, 
but I, I like this matchup against Colorado. Give me Tucson. I'm going to go way off the board and go Jackson Coar. He's shown really good strikeout stuff. Um, and if they're really going to let him go 90 plus pitches and give this guy, like, they want to see what he has. I mean, there's plenty of strikeouts in this Oakland lineup. So, I mean, I'm going to go Coar to get six or more strikeouts. It might not be a pretty six strikeouts, but he <laughs> might get there. Uh, over 8K to score under 15 fantasy points. Who's your bust today? Uh, I'm, I'm going to take the free square here. Uh, Weaver against the Dodgers. That's not going to work out well for him. So give me Weaver. Um, I'm going to go John Gray against Atlanta. I think this is a tough spot for him. And like I said, he's been pitching better in cores than he's done on the road. It's crazy. Um, over 4K to hit a home run. Who do you got today? Uh, Yankees going into Baltimore against that, that terrible pitching staff. That's where I'm looking. Uh, give me Aaron Judge. I like it. Um, I'm going to go way off the board here and go Brandon Crawford. like that one a lot. Yep. Under 4K to get two hits. Who's a cheap bat that you like that's going to get two hits today? I don't understand the price tag on Eloy Jimenez. He's a guy that we usually play for power more than than his um, batting average or anything like that. But uh, he's just way too cheap for the talent in this matchup that he has. Um, I think he's going to be the highest owned player on the slate here. Um, I was trying to kind of decide who I wanted to pick here. Jimenez's price, man. <laughs> what? Yeah, the whole and and it's his, the teammates too. Like like his is the most egregious by far, but the other guys are underpriced by a lot. I mean, I guess I go McCutcheon. Thirty eight hundred against your boy Samson. In Philly, I don't mind that. I think he's okay. Yep. There was somebody that I really liked in this price range, and I can't think of who it was. I hate when that happens. Getting old, man. <laughs> give me a stack to score six or more runs today. Um, give me the Yankees. Uh, just they, against the lefties, their right-handed power is just a problem. Um, and there's a really bad ball uh, bullpen behind that lefty too. If they can't get it done off of Wells. I like it. I'm going to go Atlanta kind of, you know, I've already talked about John Gray. I think this is a good spot for Atlanta. And like I said, I think they're one of like five teams that like always has that ceiling on any single slate. So I'm going to go Atlanta. If I was going to go chalk it, say the White Sox, they're just way underpriced. They're going to be very popular on this slate and they're in such a good spot. I mean, I have value tags for lineup HQ tomorrow and you're probably going to see like three White Sox hitters because they're just ridiculously cheap. So uh keith any final thoughts before we get out of here um no i don't have anything else go catch the end of this monday night football game it's glad glad to have football back glad we got a little bit of baseball here to to play out in september um excited for some baseball playoffs coming up soon yep it's right around the corner it feels like really going to start talking like more about like how teams are going to really approach these last few weeks um probably starting next week like i've talked about a couple times here so Always fun, Keith. That's going to wrap it up here for Tuesday. We'll be back Wednesday talking some more baseball. Good luck, everyone. We'll see you then.